Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of In Between Gods with Andy Liston. We're picking up the show right where our conversation is because we're having a fucking funny, fun conversation. Uh, I'm here with Ian today. Ian, say hello. Hello, everybody. What's and up? say some other things. What are we say talking? What are we talking about right we're now? We're talking about Logan Paul. Logan Paul and the kid who came up to him with absolutely nothing. Oh yeah, so if you guys haven't seen this, this was like maybe three or four weeks ago, some kid was like on TikTok crying in his fucking car. <laughs> Anytime you're crying in the car, it's just like, okay, what are, we doing? What, are, what are we doing? You're crying in your car alone, you're 22, he's 22, he's like, I just left my six-figure job uh, to go take a chance, take a chance and go out and ask Logan Paul for a job. He asked Logan Paul for a job at like the parking lot of like one of his fights. After he won, he just watched like this guy get punched in the face. His sweaty, stringy hair that he's growing out because it's getting thinner. Uh, just flying around, getting bopped around on the mat. And he goes up to this guy. He's like, give me a shot. This is what happens when you have a culture of people that have no idea what's going on. You know, like your life experience. Yeah. Like, who do you know that would just be like, this is my shot. To yeah. be in the same physical vicinity as this person. This is my... Sh- as if 90 million people haven't done the same thing whenever they're in the vicinity of one of these fucking, um, you know, Mount Rushmore heads of whatever, you know, God you worship. It's like he didn't even bring anything. No. He brought absolutely nothing to the conversation. He didn't have a YouTube channel. He didn't have shit. He was just like, I just quit a lot, a job for a lot of money. Can you give me a lot of money? Yeah. What chance is that? What shot are you taking? You're not taking a shot because you have nothing. Yeah. This is, I mean, and we had a conversation before this. Like, you have to have stuff, right? Yeah. You have to have something. Like, I have this yeah. for the three people that listen. My aunt, my mom, and Anderson Bobo. Like, this is what I have. You know what I mean? And, like, it's not... It's, it's just the fact that he went up there and was like, he's going to give me this. You know? That's yeah. the crazy part about it. That yeah. he was like... I'm going to come up to Logan Paul with nothing, and he's going to give me a job. He thinks that he's being brave and a risk taker. These are people that aren't risk averse because they've never taken a risk in their life. If you're 22 and you have a job making six figures a year, what the fuck? Like, what the absolute hell? Do you know how rare that is? You're making more money a year than some people in some countries as, like, a family unit will ever make in their entire existence on the planet. Okay, buddy. So it's just like it's it's you gotta have something. This kid had nothing. And for him to just leave that, it makes me think that he was given that job. Because if you worked that hard for yeah. hundred thousand dollars out of college, you wouldn't give it up for Logan. Paul. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was at a show the other night, and it was like a bar show. There was this like wholesaling group from Montreal, mm-hmm. and like it, some some comedian prodded, and it was like 
the only person there that like went to Harvard was like the one black guy that worked there. Yeah. <laughs> and I went up on stage. I was like, hey, man, like you went to Harvard, right? He was like, yeah. I was like, do you ever get mad like at your desk? Just like, fuck, like I went to Harvard and these people's parents like gave them this job. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it was funny and they laughed and they laughed because it was true. <laughs> you know, like they laughed because they were like, yeah, you're fucking, you're right. Yeah. Like, I think like some, some insane number, like 90% of jobs for college graduates mm-hmm. for their, like come out and they're helped by their parents. Yeah. 90%. Yeah. That, and again, I could be entirely wrong. This show is not factual. We don't have to do facts we're over here. Yeah. We're doing facts of life. The facts of, of a bug's life. Because we're all petulant little roaches and ants on this planet with no real power. And we think that we have power. And we read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And because his name sounds like some weird Swiss candy bar, we think that, oh, this guy's important. No, he just wrote a fucking book um, about... He basically was like, let me do Buddhism and then let me write that for white people. Let me write something that you can actually, you don't have to Google Translate before you go to yoga. And I'm going to make that, I'm going to make millions of dollars. And like, if you listen to the audiobook, he sounds like as composed as like Willy Wonka's dad. You know, yeah. like very just, very, you know that scene where Willy Wonka's like in the dentist chair and everything's all white and he's got like terrible teeth. His yeah. dad was just like, well, you shouldn't fucking be eating candy. And Willy Wonka's like, I kind of run a candy factory. He's like, well, that's, we can, I know that now, like looking at your teeth. Great to reconnect. Like, just life lessons that you could be taught from experiencing and thinking about things. That's just it. And here I am having this podcast lecturing you. Get your own fucking podcast. Make your own one. If you got such prescient ideas you want to force out in the world. I'm not saying that I'm trying to, to school anybody in any regard, any facet of life. This is just the facts that are true to me. You know what I mean? And that's like when people get mad about the Dave Chappelle thing. Those are the facts that are true to him. And also, guess what? They're fucking jokes. It's, a st- it's stand-up comedy. Anyone ever writing a news article about a stand-up comedy special should be in the ninth circle of hell for eternity with Judas frozen in that fucking ice block. Like, like, yeah, I read Dante's Inferno, which, by the way, our entire conception of hell is just based on a book from, like, the end of the Renaissance, like, the Divine Comedy. So, like, all this God shit. Speaking of God, man, you think, like, his, his, like, human experiment's almost over. Right? Like, yeah. the way it's... You think he would come down, like, once. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's Jesus, and he was a real dude who everyone was just like, he's magical, because his mom never fucking fucked her husband. His mom cheated on someone. His mom cheated on somebody, and then lied, and it became literal history. Like, the biggest news story of all time forever. Yeah. Is that this woman just, like, cheated on her husband... <laughs> And he wasn't getting... I guess he was just impotent or something. What if What if it was like Joseph was just like... Had ED. And he couldn't fuck Mary. So he was just being like... Mary, I'm gonna stand in the corner of this fucking stable. And you're gonna fuck... You're gonna fuck the fucking barn boy. And then we're gonna have the greatest... We're gonna have part of God. 
Like, you think God would come down by now and, like, wave his hand and be like, hey, climate change is a thing. And they're like, what about abortion? He's like, I got to go back. I got to go back to heaven. One of my favorite quotes of all time is from Spider... No, not Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, the original one, by the way, with Tobey Maguire. Take out every single fucking action sequence of him being Spider-Man. That is an Oscar-winning movie. It is a amazing movie i'll argue that till i fucking die uh, alfred molina's uh, performance fucking incredible but i digress i'm talking not about spider-man 2 i'm talking about spy kids 2 the island of lost dreams my favorite 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 movie quote maybe quote from anyone ever just because it's in a spy kids movie yeah. is from dr like Ro- exactly romero. About, romero do you do you ever think god stays in heaven because he too is afraid of what he has created on earth like what yeah he's basically going like they said that in a kids movie. in a spy kids <laughs> movie not just for any kids for kids that are spies yeah you're out here just watching TV trying to think about, like, I hope Dad doesn't have more than three beers tonight. Like, that'll get, that'll be messy. And now it's like, I have to think about where my fucking God crawls away to die. Where does your God crawl away to die? Everyone's worshiping celebrities now. We've gotten so far removed from religion. We're just, like, worshiping, like, Nicki Minaj yeah. and not taking the vaccine. Or we're, like, betting money against the Brooklyn Nets because we don't think Kyrie's going to be vaccinated in time. Ted Cruz's favorite basketball player is Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, Ted Cruz and Jonathan Isaac just palling around. Andrew Wiggins is a cuck lord. Like, Andrew Wiggins, uh, forward for the Golden State Warriors, he was, like, one of those big anti-vax guys. And and I say that with a grain of salt because anti-vax is, is so politicized. Everything's been so politicized. Um He's vaccinated now, so he's not anti-vax. Yeah. He's pro-money in his bank account. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll only be so far. He's, give, not, he's not good enough to hold out. No. Give <laughs> any of these fucks in a double-wide trailer in Kentucky, be like, hey, $22 million a year, and you get to pass the ball to Steph Curry, but you have to get back. They'd be like, well, shit. Yeah. Is it going to – am I going to have, like, the same amount of arms – like am I like that's the question you got to answer. Like yes, you'll have the same amount of arms. Nothing is gonna grow out of your fucking chest. You're good, and they'll be like, all right, well, two hundred twenty dollars. That'll be yeah, I'll do. And they're like two hundred twenty million. He's like, I need an actual number. Like these, <laughs> you know, like these. You're giving them too much credit, bro. They would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. No. They'd yeah. They're taking it in a heartbeat. You ever think that like some of these people that are like anti-vax are just like kind of afraid of needles? It's not that they're scared of the vaccine. They're they're scared <laughs> they of the needle. They're like they're always talking about like the jab. You know it's a thing though, right? What being like scared of, of needles? Of needles? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. There's also fear of cotton swabs. Oh, I have a friend who's afraid of cotton swabs. That's soft. That's some deep dark shit that happened to you when you were like three. I don't even want to get into it. How are you afraid of cotton swabs? Like, are you afraid they're gonna like f- get drifted by like from a fan? in a Walgreens of an open pack and just fly into your mouth and nose and suffocate you. Like, what is the... That's why they call it an irrational fear, because it's not rational. You know, like, it's an irrational fear. Like, I have an irrational fear of people breaking in, like, of getting, like, home invaded. And then I got home invaded, 
and Ian was there. Do you remember this? Oh, you yeah. don't remember this. No, I do. I, I literally do. waited until Ian and I were clocked in at work at four in the afternoon to tell him about being home invaded. <laughs> it was the night after one of those nights where you just are so woe is me and you're at wine down Wednesday with your friends and you've had a couple bottles of wine and everyone else is coupled up and they all leave and then there's like one kid that you know who's there who's like really annoying you don't really like him and he like corners you because like i don't know you went to the same high school or something and you're just like fuck i gotta get out of this and you like text your friends you're like i'm gonna fucking kill myself you guys did this shit to me like <laughs> and then you wake up and you're hungover and you're like oh shit i was it was 7 30 and i wake up and i'm hungover i'm like what the fuck like this is fucking what even happened i'm checking my texts i'm like no way i have like at least three less friends than i did last night like no like you ever read some shit in the morning this is when you know you have a drinking problem and i don't i don't okay i was in college if anyone if any recruiter is listening to this by the way i'm so you know needy for your fucking opinion by the way this is a great show and you could never make anyone laugh as hard as i am right now you fucking recruiters you want to you want me to fucking sell your product i'm selling myself i am a fucking straight white man whose body looks like it's halfway through a season of survivor at all times i either look like the fat guy who's lost a bunch of weight or like the skinny humble hero who like can't stop winning all the challenges and keeps eating all the prizes you know and like the tribes like Andy ate all of the chicken and rice last night. And he cuts to me in an interview. I'm like, this is a game and I'm playing it. This is a game. If you're not playing this game to win, I'm not here to make friends. Like that type of shit. And so I'm sitting in my bed. (laughs) Not having an alcohol problem, but definitely having withdrawals. And I hear the door open and someone walking in. I think it's your brother. I think it's Ian. Or I'm sorry. I think it's Ethan. Um, coming home and I'm always like, I lock every door I go into if I'm going to be in a room. That's my thing. Like I just, I have that irrational fear that we're talking about. And, um, I was drunk when I got home. So I didn't, I guess I wake up, um, sitting there. I hear supposedly Ethan walk into the door, jiggle on my doorknob. I'm like, they walk all the way in. I'm like, I got to go ask this motherfucker what happened. So I walk out. And I look, and it's Ethan's door is completely open. He's not in there. Like, he's not in the room. His guitar's out, so it's a very valuable thing that you can put your eyes on immediately and say, if you're breaking into someone's home to take stuff, I'm going to take this. There's a reason for that. He's trying to jimmy the lock into our other roommate, Jimmy's room, whose door is locked. So now I'm at an impasse because I don't have my glasses on. I'm in the middle of an emotional breakdown. And it's 7.45 in the morning, and there's a six-foot-tall hooded stranger trying to break into my fucking friend's room. I, to this day, still do not know if it is if it was a man or a woman. And I'm not doing that as any kind of joke. It, they looked like a man. Their voice sounded very much like a woman. Their voice sounded very much like a woman that I used to work with, who, when I met her, I thought she was a man. And that was, I was like, hey, bro, what's up? And she was like, hi. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so this was kind of different because it's like I can't approach this situation with the same respect for humanity. <laughs> given as they're trying to break into my roommate's room who's gone for the weekend. And I'm like, hello? And they're like, 
hey, what are you? I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, hey, I'm just, I'm trying to see, Mike, is, is Mike home? I'm like, there's no Mike here. And they go, oh, well, any, any, do any girls live here? And I had on our beer pong table, this is, again, I'm in college. On our beer pong table, there are laid out maybe nine or ten Nerf guns. And in between them is my pair of nunchucks. So that's the arsenal that our house is dealing with. That's the artillery that we have. And I'm just like, there's no mic here. Four grown men live here. And I grab the nunchucks and I put them at my side. And I say, you got to get the fuck out of here. And they're like, there's no mic. I'm like, you leave. Like, leave my apartment. Like, get out. And then they're like, ah. And they dip. And I'm just like shaken because that's my worst fear in the middle of when i'm already unstable like if it was someone and i'm assuming it's one of these things in colleges people in this apartment complex and many others have woken up to someone just staring at them sleep yeah that's a real so i think i got the the sleep starer and like thank god it wasn't someone with like an actual gun yeah or something because that was fucking nuts but now that irrational belief is rational. Irrational. It's <laughs> rational now, right? Because I got drunk and I woke up at the right time. Because when, when I get drunk, I wake up very early. If I wasn't awake, they could still be here watching like Ian sleep or something. Like, you know, it would be who knows what would have happened. But then I didn't even, I went back in my room and I was still just so shook up that I just hung out in my room for the whole afternoon. I get to work and I see Ian and it's like not even the first thing that I say. <laughs> Like, we're there for, like, a while. And I'm like, oh, yeah, someone broke into the apartment this morning. I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. And you were like, did you call the police? And I was like, dude, no. <laughs> like, what? Why did I ever call the police? Unless I wanted someone to get fucking killed. That's why I was asking you to call them. Yeah. Because I'm not calling. I'm not calling the police. <laughs> Yeah, someone was in my apartment eight hours ago, and they're like, all right, were they male or female? I'll be like, I don't know. Like, the first descriptor I can give. I'll be like, I'm, I don't even know. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, are they white or black? And I'll be like, I don't want to answer that because I don't want this to be on public record. <laughs> I don't want this to be a matter of public record. <laughs> They were white. <laughs> but no, like, that's like, so I guess maybe if in some reality my friend had um, been asleep and a stranger broke into her room and just tried to suffocate her with cotton balls, then I guess that would become a rational fear. Very rational. That would, there'd be a couple more steps in sanity um, to, to get there. But like, it's more, I guess being broken into is more rational than... Than con swabs, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think I've always had that fear because my dad died young. And so, like, when I was five, I had this mindset, like, I'm the man of the house. But I still had, like, a child's penis. You know? Like, I had the penis of a child. But, like, the mentality of a man. <laughs> so I just, like, keep a croquet mallet, like, by my door. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you pause it for a sec. You play back that last 30 seconds just to make sure the audio is good. Where, where were we? Back to my little boy penis. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, we're going to switch up. I mean, now we know why fears are rational and irrational. That's...
great education yeah. for stuff. Yeah. Uh, Demi Lovato doesn't want to call aliens aliens anymore uh, because it's offensive to them. She wants to call them extraterrestrial, like ETs. Is she talking about actual aliens? Actual aliens. I think it's offensive to call Demi Lovato a famous person. <laughs> You're a grifter. You're, what are you doing? What are you talking about? She's like, I'm in there. They're like, I'm sorry, this is also a thing. I'm trying, if I misgender Demi Lovato, it's not intentional. Um, they've just been such a piece of shit for so long <laughs> that like I can't stop talking about them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Choose your gods wisely. Choose your gods wisely or else they will become Demi Lovato who has a show about aliens. Literally, like, the the whole documentary about them is just, like, them, call, it's, it's, I, my mind is playing tricks on me. My mind is playing games. I'm, tr- I'm really trying. I'm really trying, Demi. You're doing a good job. I'm just going to start saying Demi. Yeah, just say Demi. D- Demi fucking threatened to punch her mom in the face because her mom wouldn't give, their mom wouldn't give them Adderall. Yeah. I've done the same. I regard myself, <laughs> we're alike in that way. See, the the stars, they're people too. And they will threaten to punch their mom in the face if they don't get their Adderall. Um, you know, that's just, that's just the thing. She's, they're like, yeah, we shouldn't call them aliens. What? They're aliens. They're literally aliens. You, and by the way, we're never going to meet them. <laughs> And they wouldn't be talking to, to you. You know what I mean? They'd be like, well, which which of you isn't calling us aliens? <coughs> That's our most pressing issue. <coughs> Excuse the cough. I have COVID um, right chill, now. Chill, chill, chill. Double vaccinated. Have COVID. Still die. You see all these like health. You see like these news stories, these one-offs. They're like, this guy was double vaccinated. And he still got COVID and died. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. He still got, like, what? It's they didn't say it was ever 100%. Yeah. No one ever said it was going to be 100%. They were like 99.8. No. It's going to suck for 200 people who had to get vaccinated and then just fucking, you know, die. But I can still sit down in a Chili's now, so I'm fine with that. That's a good trade-off for me. If I can sit down in a Chili's, you're telling me 200 people. You know that movie The Box? Where the guy comes to these, like, white people's house. And they're like, we're on hard financial. You have a big fucking house. Like, a big, like, nice wood-finished house. He's like, you will get one million dollars. But someone somewhere in the world will die. Now, that's like, this is the OG Squid Game. Yeah. This was just like, press one button and someone will die. I'll do that for if I can sit down at Chili's. For the next five years, 200 people somewhere in the world will die. I'll do that. I'll press that immediately without thought. And I'll still be a better person than like anyone with over $10 million in the United States. Like I'll still be way better. Like God will send me to hell after Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? Um, this guy, David Amess, Amos, a uh, British politician, just got stabbed and like Jesus. murdered. Jesus. Like at a, yeah, a meeting with constituents. Yeah. The Brits, I mean, we stole a lot of ideas from them, you know? This could be one. 
Yeah, maybe there's still some more. This could be why I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, I just never realized like why one person like wouldn't make the sacrifice and just go out and like like just try like to to assassinate a top political or economic figure in the world. And I was like, well, I tried to like think of a counterpoint. I tried to think of like, well, it's like, what if they cared about? They, people don't care about their fucking lives now. <laughs> I I agree. I ended up agreeing with. It. I'm like, why does this, has someone not done that shit? Yeah. Just to like make a point. I'm joking. It's a joke show. It's for jokes. It's a fun show. Don't fun kill show. Elon Musk. They have robot dogs with snipers mounted on them now. Have you seen that picture? Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? We're in for it. We're it's in for like it. a better gun than like a human can. It, it has more accuracy, like three levels of scoping. Nuts. And they're like, oh, this is a prototype. They're like, this isn't going to be on the streets. You made it. Yeah. You made it walk around. It can walk out of the convention center. It can walk into the streets. Yeah. Just because you have a little remote control, you don't know all electronics. You know what I mean? Elon Musk is is making people yeah. bots. People human droid bots. And that's like... It's gross. He's, he's coming out and he's saying, we need a universal basic income because I'm going to fucking take all your jobs away with fucking <laughs> these human droids. Who's going to pay it? You have $22 billion. You're the richest man on earth. Go fuck yourself forever. Oh my god. Like, it's like, the fact that anyone stands him. No. His parents were gem miners during apartheid in South Africa. And everyone thinks he's a fucking, like, the genius godsend. He's just a rich dude with hair plugs and Asperger's. No. And I'll be a poor dude with hair plugs and probably Asperger's. No, not really. But, like, I don't want to loop myself in or diagnose myself with anything because then it would become my entire personality. Thanks to the lady who told me I have ADHD. Um, that's not an excuse. Like, he came on SNL. He's like, I'm the first SNL host uh, that has Asperger's autism. You're also the first SNL host that could buy the entire building that SNL is, like, shot in. Like, you could buy the Rockefeller Center. You could buy SNL. He could... Dude, he can buy whatever he wants. He can do anything he wants. Yeah. And he chooses to name his child an equation. And, like, now Grimes is... Did I talk about this on the last episode? I think we touched on Grimes it. is doing photo shoots with, like, the Communist Manifesto. Yeah. Why hasn't anyone just picked up, like, a sharp fork or something, like, at a dinner? Like, yeah, there's all these people, there's, like, videos of Jeff Bezos, like, walking to his car on a sidewalk, like, covered in security, and someone at, at brunch is just like, hey, I'm a big fan of you fucking killing everybody in your warehouse. <laughs> like, I'm a big fan of, like, I love it when I, like, you know, I love piss. And so when I hear that you're making your workers keep their piss in bottles and piss on the floor, that gets me all hot and bothered. Thank you, Jeff. Like... What are you doing, you know? And now and now we're having these supply chain issues in America, which is, like, Amazon's not going to get to your house in a day anymore. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden just opened up the port in L.A. for 24-7 access, which I'm sure will not be, you know, used for sex trafficking or, or drugs or weapons or anything like that. 
I'm sure. And this isn't me attacking like, oh, he did the wrong thing. Like, yeah, no, you can't really, even if you are the fake superpower that America is, you can't really fix this issue. No one's driving trucks around the country because you're paying them four cents every mile. It doesn't compute with me. And that's why I will soon be replaced as the host of this podcast with an Elon Musk Android worker bot. The last bastion of humanity is our ideas and our ability to empathize and think, you know, compute stuff different than what an algorithm would do. And we're very close to that time when algorithms and codes can um, become human emotions. I don't know if anyone has seen the show Westworld. I got through a season and a half before I figured out, okay, it's kind of, you know, you should have ended the season after season, like, or the whole, the whole series after season one. Every show has its run and its end, and that's why I think a lot of these should be limited series, but then again, I digress. A robot disagrees with me somewhere, so I guess they're going to fucking keep making it for 12 seasons. Um, I have to buy a new computer. Um, we're recording on my laptop I've had since like the end of high school and I'm buying a new computer soon. The fuck do I got to buy a new computer? We can make robots that walk around and like carry boxes and shit. How can you make a truck that self drives across the country and could like potentially save the supply chain and still I have to buy a new fucking computer because this one just doesn't have the bandwidth or whatever. I don't know anything about computers. That's what I'm saying. I don't know anything about computers. How are these guys that are so, like, somehow geniuses about computers, they're having all these genius ideas, they're getting subsidies from the government. Tesla, most of Tesla's money is subsidies from the government for what they're attempting to do. How are you so good at that shit, making so much money, and, like, none of it works? Like, I'm on Reddit, I'm just seeing, like, videos of being like, yeah, this Tesla couldn't see into the sun with its sensors, so this guy and his fucking family are torched. If, if I'm going to get in a car crash and kill a family of four, I want to be the one to do it. I don't want some fucking robot car doing that shit for me, okay? Because if my robot car kills a family of four, those are still my confirmed kills, but I won't feel honor or pride. I'll just feel like I'm a puppet. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm so far beyond. Choose your gods wisely. Choose your gods wisely. Kyrie Irving's making his last stand. On the vaccine vaccine stuff. Demi Lovato's making their last stand. um, Playing cowboys and aliens. With those big ass fucking earrings. That they got on. Um, Jeff Bezos is making his last stand. I hope someone hits him with a water balloon full of piss. Like in that episode of Succession. They just, some guy throws a piss water balloon at the dude. Oh, it's like, because that would make sense. Because all his workers are, you know, pissing themselves in their pants trying to get these products moved uh where does your god crawl away to go die like a sad solemn old cat where will they be ask yourself that question a lot where will logan paul go to crawl away to die there is an answer for that and it is structured as a joke um it will be the suicide forest in japan it will be that one where he filmed the guy he's gonna go find that guy's body and hang himself next to him that's where he's gonna go to crawl away to die. Elon Musk will be an old man when he dies. And he'll be desperately trying to um, move his consciousness 
into a robot. He'll be trying to download his mind into an anamorph, something. Because these guys don't have concepts of reality and human emotion. They just think, how can I be the biggest and best and most powerful and the greatest? They're not worried about death because they've achieved everything in life anyone could ever hope for 220 billion times over. You know? Um, and they're scared. These guys are scared to die because they will relinquish that power and they will have no meaning on earth besides what they leave behind, which is a, I guess, a shipping company that fucking killed eBay and an electric car company that's going to get fucking destroyed by Volkswagen when the real market hits in 2025. Like, that's just what it is. Um, choose your gods wisely. My god is this one old man who would, there's a street in Lakemont, which uh, feeds into my high school. And from the time I was maybe like six or seven to the time I was 14 or 15, there was this old man who would just walk up and down Lakemont and just wave at people. Mm. He was old as shit, old as living fuck. And like so old, like he died. Like yeah. he's dead for a while. Mm. But he would just walk up and down Lakemont and he would wave his hand, and everyone would wave, and they would honk, and say hi. And I would ride my bike up and down that stretch sometimes as an adolescent. And I would sit and I would talk to him on the bench. And we would end up having the same conversation three times. Yeah. Just because he's that fucking old. He's a fucking old man. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, obviously not his facilities are all there. But I'm asking, like, why are you, like, walking this stuff? And he goes... My my voice in my head always says, if you don't use them, you're going to lose them. If you don't use them, you're going to lose them. If you don't use them, you're going to lose them. Like, that's just what it is. Like, if you don't use them, you're going to lose them. Yeah. And that was just such a simple, like, pathology to understand as a child. If you don't use them, you're going to lose them. This guy didn't have his mental facilities all day. Like, he didn't even know what day of the week it was, probably. He lived in a retirement home on that street. But whenever he could get out, which was probably often because he's like one of the four people there that can walk, he would just walk up and down, smile and wave. And he may not know what his kids' names are. He may not know, um, you know, that he covered up a murder in 1978. He may have forgotten all of that. But he just knows that when he walks up and down Lakemont, whatever street that is, past the high school, past the houses, past the bus stops, past the cemetery, and sits on that bench. He's having a good time interacting with humans on Earth. Strangers. And maybe some of them become not strangers. Um, you know, and they'll have a chat with him, and the next day they'll be right there on that bench next to him, and they'll be strangers all over again. But that's what made him happy. And he just did something that, you know, he saw as what, like, what was fit for him to do with the rest of his life. He was a content and happy man. And he knew the limitations of humanity. And um, in that regard, he's my God. I don't know where he crawled away to die, but I can tell you it wasn't some fucking palace. And it was with a smile on his face. So yeah, that's the end of the show today, guys. Thank you for listening. This has been another wonderful episode of In Between Gods. Ian, you have anything to say before we sign off? Thank you guys for listening. Thank Thanks you guys for listening, yeah. 
Um, at in between gods on Instagram, at Andy Liston on Instagram and Twitter. Please, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't, just rate the show five stars. I swear to God. Um, all right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye.